for the queen. Sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti. Black girl magic, melanin popping. Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. Hello, everyone. This is Ursula with Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm located here in Atlanta, and we have a very, very special guest today. I'm very excited about this guest. So I'm going to bring this beautiful woman on right now. Hello, beautiful. <laughs> hey y'all <laughs> everyone this is dr adaza so uh i'm gonna just read this wonderful woman's bio right now so how are you doing by the way adaza oh you know i'm out here in 2020 trying to thrive but really just making it. <laughs> I get it. But I'm good. I can't complain right now. I'm going to let everybody know a little bit about you. So Dr. Adeza received her Doctor of Medicine and Master's of Public Health degrees from Emory University School of Medicine's dual degree program. Okay. What <laughs> a smart fair, huh? <laughs> she is also a certified personal development and executive coach through the Coaching and Applied Positive Psychology Institute. Her typical clients are high achieving professionals who are coping with burnout, high stress levels, perfectionism, strong black womanhood, superwoman syndrome, and imposter syndrome, just to name a few. She specialized, see, this is the part I like, how you specialize in combining your medical expertise with research-based positive psychology principles to support clients in establishing mind, body, and connections. Mm. Well, with this information, she works with her clients to execute an action plan in order to decrease stress, increase resiliency, and strategically accomplish their goals. Adeza also coaches medical students, residents, and practicing physicians in the same areas of focus. But I want to let everybody know right now, Adeza's biggest accomplishment is being my friend. Yes, I agree. <laughs> hey, sweetie, I miss you. I you more. What is going on? You know, I'm it's trying to. Funny. Just like you said. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yes. I, I wish we could meet out for cocktails and dinner like we've done before, but I'm the scary one. I, I, oh, me too. I'm not. Yeah, I'm good. This is perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I know. Thank you for saying yes. So everyone, like I said, this is my friend Adaza. And Adaza, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Anything I may have missed or what? No, um, I think I can go home now. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think you captured it. Yeah, I'm a physician here in Atlanta. I'm a certified personal development coach. Um, my main clients are typically high achieving professional black women, um, mm -hmm. as well as medical students and residents, um, and really just coaching on the art of breathing, pausing, figuring out your who and your why and kind of moving and shifting, if you will, no pun intended, um, based on those things as opposed to really all of the external factors that we're kind of taught to move 
based on um, just from our conditioning in society, family, church, you know, all that. So what made you want to become a physician? Um, girl, because I'm Nigerian and that's what we do. <laughs> I got well, we have a beautiful, a beautiful Nigerian sister right here. Definitely. No, but yeah, what made you become a physician? What made you want to? Yeah, so I so interestingly, I honestly just grew up kind of knowing that's what I was gonna do. I didn't really have a reason why at that time. Um, it just was I don't know. It just was the only thing I ever knew um, at that time. But I think now, as I reflect back, because I really haven't been asked that question in a really long time. But as I reflect back, it's, I think it's because I really am a deep empath, um, and I always I really care to help people. And I think one of the best ways, and amongst many other ways, you can help people in many other ways. But um, for me, just being with someone at their kind of lowest and when they're really, really sick and really holding their hand through that, um, using both your medical expertise and just the connection with patients is just something that I love. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I how I ended up in medicine. Interesting. So look, for all the listeners, oh, there's people are coming in right now. Wow. So if you all have any questions for Dr. Adeza, remember this is a topic and conversation about stress. And we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of it, so to speak. However, I want you to like, comment, share. That's the only way we can get this conversation going. And also know that what Dr. Adeza is saying does not take the place of going to your physician. So if you're having some, you know, well, Dr. Google and, oh, well, Dr. Daisy's on, I, I'll listen to what she says. Definitely listen to what she says. But if your right side is numb <laughs> or left side is numb, <laughs> your face is drooping, contact your doctor, okay? But so real. Y'all didn't sign a waiver, but we, we have a contractual agreement here. Um, I, I am not serving as your doctor. I'm just simply providing my my medical expertise and for you to do with it what you will. But um, please, yes, seek the uh, consultation of your physician through your insurance or lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> okay, so let's get right into this. So how would you describe chronic stress? to the human body? Um, so, I mean, I think just defining stress in general first helps. So really it's anything that is an adverse event that causes your body to react in one sh way, shape or form. The kind of typical function of stress, or I'm sorry, the typical reaction of stress is what we know as fight or flight, right? Um, yeah. So it's in order for us to get out of there quickly, um, or protect ourselves if necessary. So that's so stress uh, has a purpose. The response to stress has a purpose um, in that we move based on it. The chronic stress is when it just kind of like stays there and is low lying and doesn't go away. So acute stress is is where our fight or flight really is engaged um, appropriately. But when right. it's a chronic situation, what can happen is our bodily resources can get basically used up. And I'm trying to explain it in a way that's not super nerdy and super scientific, but basically we can burn, burn out in terms of the ener energy expenditure so that acute stress response, which is supposed to be quick fight or flight dip or throw some blood, um, is not supposed to last like years, decades. Um, but when our body is challenged over time, chronically, constantly, repeatedly through a variety of things, that's where um, our bodies can, can suffer some significant consequences. So is that why when someone is very stressed, like after the event happens, they feel fatigued? Is mm -hmm. it because they're really? It's like at your, you're burning energy. So when, you're, when you are um, experiencing a stressful event, um, your body releases mainly cortisol. Um, and what then, is cortisol? 
Say it again. What is cortisol? It's basically a hormone, a neurotransmitter that um, helps your body use use energy. So it promotes the burning of fat. It um, promotes the burning of glucose. Um, it promotes a whole bunch of things that happen, again, to prompt you to fight or to flight or to fl flee, really. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, for instance, um, what can happen is your heart starts racing, right? So that's really to get you pumped up. Like, we don't fight and we run it. Like, what's, what's, what's good? Um, your eye, your pupils dilate so you can see everything. Uh, right. Your gut actually slow, usually slows down. So basically your blood flow diverts away from your GI system. So that really? it can, yeah, so that it can go to your muscles. So your arms and your legs, again, so you can run up out of there like Jackie Joyner Kersey. Or so you can fight like Muhammad Ali. Which one is it going to be? But you don't need you don't need your gut to function <laughs> when you fight or when you fleeing. So um, you know those are a few things. Other um, those are the main those are the main things I'll say. And then of course like uh, basically a, a breakdown of, of glucose uh, and the acute stress response. Yeah. So stress. Now that I'm thinking about it. As a former runner, stress could be good, right? Yeah, it, in the acute phase, it, it's useful. That's what I'm saying. Is it's it's your body is reacting to something that could either potentially cause you harm or that is maybe just getting you excited or, or whatever. And but yeah, it, it's it's it serves a purpose when it's acute. It's when it's chronic, and your body is like in this burning phase for long periods of time, mm -hmm. your body starts to kind of turn on you. And th there are some uh, other consequences that aren't um, as useful. Ooh, uh, like what? Well, uh, <laughs> so- like, give me all, one thing. Say it again. Let me hear one thing at least. Uh, one would be, I think, cardiovascular disease. So again, if you think about it, if your heart is pumping really fast for a long period of time or pumping harder for a long period of time, that muscle is going to get tired. Mm. There's an actual thing called stress-induced cardiomyopathy, which is basically your heart muscle gets weaker as a result of being stressed for a long period of time. Oh my God. Yeah, so, so that would be one example. Excuse me? I was gonna say that would be one one pretty dramatic example. Mm -hmm. So see, that's why it is important. Uh, Days and I have a, a shared love of yoga. <laughs> so I see why people, you, you would want to practice yoga, deep breathing. Exactly. You get a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, we we kind of, especially in Western society, I think we have normalized stress. In fact, sometimes we glorify it. Like, who's the most stressed out? That equals you're working the hardest. You hustle. You're hustling the hardest. You do, you know, eat or what is it like? Work now, sleep later. Like all of that yeah. stuff is cute for a little bit, but you go ahead and keep trying to do that. You you'll you'll be seeing me for real in my office <laughs> or whatever we are right now. Um, so sleep. No, yeah, we're not doing that. All of that is a setup, total setup. And you know, don't get me down my rabbit hole of the the superwoman, strong black woman thing. That's a whole that's a whole other thing that I could go into. But um, oh yeah, basically you there are real consequences high blood pressure um all from basically your body burning constantly a weight gain um you know because your body starts to store so actually starts to do the opposite of burning fat and actually starts to store fat um Ooh. yeah so all of those those things infertility um really maternal all of this stuff with with the with the maternal morbidity and mortality in black women where we're, you know, four times more likely to have a, a bad outcome from childbirth. There are some studies that are starting to show that 
a lot of that is due to just the experience of blackness and the stress mm. that that um, entails. Yeah. So that's how you hear a lot of people say, uh, don't stress the mother. Because you can stress the baby in vitro. Well, it's more so. So the the four times more likely, um, it's basically mater, maternal mortality. So basically, death from childbirth, right? So oh. black women have a four times more likely chance of of dying in childbirth. So you think about Serena Williams and her experience. Um, I forgot the young lady's name. Um, it got a lot of um, news attention um i want to say her name was the judge's daughter-in-law uh, yeah. yes i forgot her first name but yes that um that is another example where people are um are more likely to have bad outcomes either um being really really sick post childbirth or um even potentially um dying and it's a lot of it could very well be from this chronic state of stress that we're in that we oftentimes don't even really know that we're experiencing because we're so busy going and doing and being for everybody else and we're not really fully attuned to our our own experience and i mean some of it is out of our control you know exactly like the pandemic i mean we can't do anything about that but that's interesting um four times more Mm -hmm. And that's where self-care comes in Because you're right, we're always so busy We don't stop, breathe Meanwhile, our heart is still going, going, Mm -hmm. going Um, Real quick, Nicole has logged on She said, hey, y'all Hi, Nicole And she said I miss you I know, right? She (laughs) said there's a mind-body connection Mm -hmm. Related to the stress Interesting Definitely. Yeah. Our, we don't, I think, again, going back to kind of our conditioning, we operate as if they're very separate. Like what's happening in my mind does not affect my body and vice versa, but they're very much related. And, you know, doing things to integrate the two um, could be potentially life-saving, I think, um, in particular population. And you know what? I'm definitely, I want to talk about the biological factors some more, but I definitely want to touch on the mind-body, like Nicole said, the mind-body connection mm-hmm. on the events that you throw. You know what I'm talking about. I do. Yeah. So That's how good. does stress affect the central nervous system? Um, central nervous system is really more so... I would say it's that's a harder one to answer, but basically your it's the neurochemicals. I'm trying to figure out how to say it without getting really nerdy in here on a <laughs> Go for it. Uh, basically, if you ha- there are certain um, chemicals that are released from the brain as a result of stress that can affect like your adrenal gland. So that's your center for, again, controlling like blood pressure, controlling things like your blood sugar. So it's really about what are the, what are the chemicals that are released um, as a result of certain stressors that then affect the body. So that's where the mind body thing comes in is your, the stress that happens triggers your brain to do things and release things that give signals to your the rest of your body to do and release certain things. Yeah. So is it like a misfire almost? That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. Does that make me a doctor? Can I go to work with you tomorrow? I can, you know, what I can email you your certificates. (laughs) You can have mine in fact. (laughs) (laughs) So how does stress affect the immune system in a little more detail? It's all mediated the same way. So as cortisol decreases your um, immune function through um, cytokine. Um, basically, like, nope, not going to go there. It's basically, it, de- <laughs> it weakens your immune system. Right. Yes. <laughs> so that's why they say um, people start to get, people notice that they get sick when they're really stressed out. I don't know if you've ever heard that. But or if it's happening to you, but yeah, folks will notice that they get sick when they're really, really stressed, um, in part 
because your immune system is kind of functioning at a lower vibration. Wow. You know, that reminds me of that coach. I believe it's you all helped me out. Um, I think it's the Penn State coach when there was the allegations on the football. He was a football coach. Do you remember that? Yeah, I forgot his name. Sandusky, yeah. I think. Sandusky, oh, yeah. Right. So the head coach, apparently he had cancer, but it's, as the news broke out about all this sexual allegations that that coach performed on the other players, that I think the head coach, he ended up dying. Like his cancer seemed like it accelerated. Wow. He was dead. Yeah, I mean, very soon after. Yeah, it's, you know, and sometimes it's hard to draw like a clear, like causation type of uh, uh, connection. So, you know, it's hard to say like, oh, he was stressed. His cancer got, therefore his cancer got worse and therefore he died from stress. Like it's hard to make that string, but, Mm -hmm. you know, is it worth entertaining the idea that that did not help him, right? Right. So, you know, sometimes, although we may not be able to say like scientifically, like da 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 da, we know what happens to the body when we're stressed. We know that your immune system gets lower. We know that there are a bunch of inflammatory markers that are doing all kinds, wreaking all kinds of havoc on your body on when it's a chronic, when it's in a chronic state of stress. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're you. I would venture to say are at risk for certain things advancing and moving faster than perhaps they progressing faster perhaps than they would have otherwise. So how does it show up in other races? Does, do you see a difference when you practice? That's a good question. I first will say I think it looks different in everybody. In different so within the same race it looks different. Um hmm. Meaning, you know, I'm a black woman. My manifestation of stress may be that I totally withdraw from everybody and I sit in my house super, super anxious and just like ruminating and thinking about things, right? Which is a real, this is actually, I'm not being theoretical. (laughs) That's really how I manifest my stress. Um, Just being transparent. Uh, And, uh, but your stress may be that you, uh, go buy all the things and you go turn up and you drink all day and, and you, you know, do just, you're all, you may be all over the place. So our stress, even though we're both black women, right. may look totally different. Someone else's stress may be, they, someone else may manifest just fine. Like that you may not be able to tell at all that they're stressed. They may be at work kicking it. And right. On the inside. We, we Everyone's different. Um, but I do think that um, other races, I don't know. I haven't really, I haven't really thought about that too much. I'll have to think on that. Some. Okay. Fair, fair. I know that the effects, um, chronic effects of stress appear to affect us more, us being black folks um, more, but again, can't say much more than that. So Sarenthia and Samaya are saying hello to you. Hi, I like your names. Aren't they beautiful? <laughs> yes. So, all right. So what are some warning signs? I know what you're saying biologically, how it happens, but I'm talking about warning signs. Like if you're, hey, Ja'Cory. Ja'Cory used to be one of my trainers. Hello. <laughs> The Corey's gonna be on soon too. So yeah, what are some of the little little warning signs? You know, like mouth twitching, eye twitching. Mouth twitching. Well, I mean that's possible, I guess. Um again, different for everybody. That that's that's the hard part. See, and I think that's actually the setup because I think we are conditioned to think that stress looks a very specific way. It is that your hair is sticking up, that you are, your your button, you know, your buttons are off and your shirt's wrinkled and you, you know, you just look in a mess and you're not forming complete sentences. Mm -hmm. 
your mouth is twitching. Um, you know, it may look like that for somebody. And I think that's kind of what like TV and mass media tells us it looks like. But right. and the setup is you or me, I could be very stressed right now as we're sitting here talking on this lovely Thursday evening. Extremely stressed, in fact. But we don't, we may not quote unquote look it. Um, and I think that's kind of the, the, the tough part with certain populations is that culturally we may not be allowed to show our stress. We may not be able to look a mess. We may not, you know, we either because we don't give ourselves that permission or because society says like, no, you need to do for everybody else. Um, right. So it's, it's, it's hard. I, I think that's a tough question for, I, I wouldn't be able to answer that question because it would be different for everybody, but I yeah. would say, you know, paying, I mean, I think everybody internally feels something. So that's where listening to your body really is important where it's like, and, and getting a, a sense of what your stress looks like. So you may be somebody whose heart starts racing or get, for me, I get chest tightness and that's my warning sign. And I'll be, the thing is, I'll be out here being great, but I notice my chest is tight and that gives me a trigger to say, okay, are you stressed? lady like sit down for mm -hmm. so getting in tune with what it looks like for you is, is really important so gosh, i feel like i just said a lot of words no no but you did but we need to know this because we all are we all have different professions you know we have a a trainer on here jacory nicole's therapy you know everybody's different but yeah. you're the doctor you are the trained professional so yeah keep it yeah. coming that's the only way we're gonna learn but i'm gonna put my, since i'm a doctor now yeah sure. <laughs> <Dr>. <laughs> oh and pam is on here i love oh my god i love pam she's a teacher so i know she's stressed yeah but i'm gonna give you all a little story and I'm gonna tell you two a days. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, this goes to talking about listening to your body. I'm a racquetball player, right? In my career of playing racquetball, black men, and I'm not generalizing, I'm talking about three black men, and I've seen two of it with three of it with my own eyes. Three black men. Hey, Val. Oh, Pam says she loves me more. I love you too, babe. I've seen three men on the racquetball court have heart attacks. Oh, wow. They played through it. Three heart attacks and one had a seizure. Okay? Oh, After the fact, the one that had a seizure, I'm not going to say his name, but he said that he wasn't feeling well earlier. He just wasn't feeling right. So me, you know me, we're sitting on the bench and we're putting on our sneakers and I'm talking much trash. And uh, he, they go in and play. Five minutes later, he just walks out and he's sitting on the bench next to me. And I said, well, they beat your ass that fast on the court just talking, you know, me talking trash. A day's a... He just looked at me like he wanted to say something, but it wasn't coming out. And he was—that's how he's looking. I know this is a, this will be an audio podcast, but for those who will be listening, he just had this blank look on his face, and he was extremely attentive, but he, words would not come out of his mouth. He literally was talking through his eyes. Okay, so now I'm—I'm I'm asking are you, okay? He couldn't say anything. So I'm looking around. One of our racquetball players, her and her husband are nurses. And they walked up. They said, excuse me, not a seizure. There was a seizure. He was having a stroke. I saw a seizure on the court, too. Yes. So I'm telling you. Is it brother, you? I'm sorry. Is, is it what? You, but uh, like that's inappropriate. No, it wasn't me. I, <laughs> no, not that it was you, but like, are you in? Do these are a lot of things that have happened around you. I'm like, what are you doing to these people? Well, it's the hair and the sexiness. I give men heart attacks. I'm, sorry, I'm so unprofessional. Um, 
<laughs> no, but really, he did. He was he was having a stroke, and so they end up calling the, the ambulance came, and they pulled him off in a stretcher right in the gym, right before my spin class. I was a little late because you know I really liked the guy. And years prior to that, I saw someone having a seizure, and they told him that I can't say his name either. He's sitting on the bench and he's blinking. And I said, Well, what's wrong with him? He's all right, give him some water. No, that's not the answer. Water is not the answer. And they said, Well, he's had it before, he'll work through it. How do you work through a seizure? Just out of sheer curiosity. I have no idea. I'm in the dental field, so I, I really don't know. But my point to that story is that listen to your bodies, people. Listen to your body. Listen to your mind. Don't say, I'll just pray it away. Yeah. Yeah, pray it away, but go see a doctor. Go see a physician. It's okay. And yeah. it's, you can die. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that is, it's hard to do though. Like it seems easy to kind of slow down and pay attention to what your body is doing and telling you. But number one, it requires you to like get off the hamster wheel and stop the hustle, which we are addicted to the hustle. And, you know, yeah. And I mean, I think that's just a Western kind of capitalist way of being. Unfortunately, we, we love the hustle. Um, and then also sometimes like listening to your body can be really uncomfortable. Like I may not really want to pay attention to the fact that my like chest is hurting because that may scare me or it may, I, I, maybe I want to distract myself from the discomfort of it all. But on the other side of it, like, is that something that you need to be paying attention to because it's actually like a true physically detrimental situation? Like, cardiac disease or am I about to have a stroke seizure um, or is it my body's way of manifesting stress? You have to, you have to get connected to that. Um, but I, I understand it's easier said than done, including for myself. Right. Nicole made a comment and she said, yes, get all the way off the hamster wheel. Sit down. Sit down, please. Have a seat. Yeah. Several. But I think yeah, and we have to, I think the, one of the main ways that we'll start to really get that is if we understand the consequences, either by seeing those consequences on other people or by just venues like this where we're, we're talking about it. But, you know, thinking about how these things are actually affecting us physically and emotionally. Um, mm -hmm. I really, maybe, maybe, I don't know, help us to consider slowing down and pausing and listening to, listening to our body. So speaking of pausing, that's actually a good segue. So what are the ways to release stress? We talked about yoga already, but as a physician, what would you say? Any suggestions? Uh, I mean, my suggestions as a physician Will be would be no different if I wasn't. So even for me, a lot of the things I recommend are not necessarily things that are just from like common Western medicine. I think mm -hmm. so. I'll tell I'll say those things first. So the things like exercise helps increase endorphins. That's a real thing. Like it really helps increase endorphins, which help with pain control, which help with mood, help with sleep. Um, helps decrease cortisol. So exercise in any way, whether that is running, spinning, twerking, you know, oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever you need to do, jump, rope, dance in your living room. Um, that That is a real thing. And I think most people kind of understand the value of exercise, getting good sleep. Um, that's the way your body restores, right? So like the, the stresses throughout the day, deplete your energy stores, sleep helps to replete that so that you can continue. Um, other, uh, but for me, I, so those are kind of this, you know, healthy diet, all that stuff. I think those are pretty well understood. I would argue. Right. Um, I think the harder parts are things like pausing, listening to your body. How do you mm -hmm. do that? Uh, you, yoga helps. 
um, any kind of meditative practice. So whether that is like a mindfulness practice, deep breathing practices, anything that helps you get in tune with your body and really anything that increases your, we didn't talk about the parasympathetic nervous system. So oh, what is parasympathetic? So all this stress stuff is the sympathetic nervous system being activated, which is fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. Parasympathetic is the opposite of that. So that is really what promotes uh, relaxation. So our vagus nerve is the primary mediator of the parasympathetic nervous system. And when we increase parasympathetic activity, increase vagus nerve activity, our stress level, our sympathetic nervous system gets counterbalanced. Oh, so I heard, I forgot where I read that, that the deep breathing mm -hmm. activates the vagus nerve. That's exactly right. Yeah. I am earning this doctorate. Like, I'm going to Amory tomorrow. You got it. This is your fellowship. Like, you are already trained. You're just specializing now. We, you know. <laughs> So. I feel like Doogie Shaniqua Hauser up in here. <laughs> I can't. <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not Doogie Shaniqua. Um, yeah, the parasympathetic is really. So when you talk about releasing stress, I think like exercise, movement, all of that stuff is a good way to release it uh, in a sense. But I think the big thing is really what is going to increase your parasympathetic activity. So that is things like deep breathing exercises. And there are actually specific breath work practices that really are found to increase your parasympathetic. So a simple one that I'll just tell you now is um, just breathing in deeply for six seconds, five to really it's five to seven seconds, right? It, deep breath in and deep breath out for 5.5 to 7 seconds. It's super easy. It's called resin, um, coherent breathing. I'm sorry. You can Google it on YouTube. They have chimes that go at that same rate. And it's proven to actually uh, increase parasympathetic activity. And it also has some cardiovascular benefits, just that type of breathing pattern. Um, so breath work, yoga increases your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, people, being around people. Um, so community helps relax us. It also helps with releasing oxytocin, which is our like bonding hormone. Um, yeah, and then like that actually helps decrease blood pressure, all of that stuff. So cuddling, spooning. What about sex? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. That helps too. Absolutely. So... That's exercise and cuddling. Deep breathing. <laughs> and deep breathing. <laughs> Dr. Shaniqua, ladies and gentlemen here. <laughs> Dr. Doogie Shaniqua. She's you know <laughs> Shaniqua Hauser is just, Doogie Hauser is just doing it tonight. Uh, Maria said, Emery ain't ready for you, Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> I think just everybody is. Also, Papa, you said nobody is. I don't know who anybody is. <laughs> just, I don't know who I'm just thinking. Orgasms could release uh, yeah. stress. I have to think of, yes, they do. I'm trying to think, I can't remember the like nerdy hormone, but it releases, I, maybe it's, it's endor, I think it's definitely endorphins, but I think it's also, some kind of other neurotransmitter that it releases that actually helps with decreasing um, blood pressure. Interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. so, we'll do that. So I'm going to just go back a little bit. And speaking of stress reduction, is there any way that you integrate your Nigerian culture with the American culture? It's how, as far as you practice your healing arts when you're coaching? That's a good question. I have never been asked before. Um, now I took Oprah's job. Oh my God. That is not what I thought you were going to say, just FYI. <laughs> okay, I'll be good. Go ahead. You're so 
funny. Um, girl, what was, oh, Nigeria. Um, so I haven't integrated it with coaching, but I think for my own personal practice, what I have learned is before I sit to do any kind of meditation or yoga practice, it helps me to actually dance first. So I will be in my living room and dining, and I will be dancing to the African music. Um, and I'm talking not like the new like uh, club African music. I'm talking like like village <laughs> connection, like all the ancestors like bringing them in. Um, yeah, all I've really. So that's how I've integrated the two, but that that really wasn't a conscious thing. It really was just something that I noticed that I liked to do. And then after that, it, so I think that's my way of actually releasing if, if I'm now thinking about it. And then um, and then I will do a meditation after that. And my I just love like the feeling of my kind of heart racing and then coming back down to- Yeah. May I go back a little bit in our conversation? Of course. As you were talking, and I never realized about community being good as a stress reducer. Mm -hmm. So I just want to let you all know how I met this beautiful sister. <laughs> it was based on community. So my friend Nicole and I, Nicole, she got me out on a Sunday. And I'm a football NFL all day Sunday, but she got me out. And we went to was it women of women of well? What was it? Was uh, a will to be well? It was a village village market um, kind of women's greatness gathering. Right. Event, yeah. So Nicole and I went. And we were sitting at the table, and then this gorgeous chocolate Barbie doll with all this. <laughs> Hair comes walking in. You got on the flyest outfit. That skirt was everything. <laughs> I can see it. it was black and white stripes. Remember that? I do. Anyway, shout we, out to Express if they're still open. I don't know. <laughs> but Nicole and I were sitting at the table. No, actually, we we met at the at the bar. At the bar. Yeah. Yes, and then come to find out, we were sitting at the same table. And there were 10 people at the table, 10 beautiful sisters. Yep, Nicole said, yep. Mm -hmm. And um, we bonded. We bonded. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> had no idea that, you know, our conversations from our Zooms with Nicole and at dinner with Tanya and Nicole to being on a podcast. So my point being is, like, even now I'm talking and I'm smiling. That's a stress reduction yeah. there, right? So yeah. based on community, you meet people who meet people who meet people. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, community really matters. That whole, like, and I kind of was like this too, where I was like, I don't need any new friends. I'm good. Like, I got eight friends straight. <laughs> I don't need any more. I'm busy, you know. Um, but I have found that absolutely new friends are, are amazing. If they, if they are truly your tribe, um, they can be life-saving in fact. I mean, that's, yeah. that for me has been a huge revelation in the last few years. I need community, um, for the stress relief. I think just also the common humanity factor where it's like, we all have similar our stories, like the details might not be the same, but our experiences have a theme, have themes to them oftentimes, particularly in the black, you know, um, circle. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. can't you can't learn that if you sit on your couch at home alone eating ice cream sandwiches. Like you're not you're not gonna find out that, you know, this beautiful black woman has this awesome podcast and does all these great things and teaches children and does you know Thank you, babe community you would you wouldn't know that and you wouldn't be able to connect on on a deeper level and you know we we need each other i think we are tri people are tribal um pack we're pack animals we're supposed to be yes. we're supposed to be together yeah. we have to 
really um, remember that and be intentional about finding community. Absolutely. So speaking of uh, this on a community on a deeper level, I would love for you to tell everyone about your art and soul experience. Well, can, well, can I give you my, I don't know if I should give you my experience of it yeah. or. Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> so, well, actually I take that back. Can you explain to everybody what it is and then I can give you what my experience of it attending sure. one. Yeah. So, Art and Soul is my my baby. Um, that I an event that I created two and a half years ago or so, motivated by my experience coming out of an abusive relationship and having some very deep wounds that needed to to heal. Um, and so what I did in my midst of healing was I just started doing all kinds of healing practices: meditation, yoga, sound therapy talking to people, all kinds of stuff. And I, I, through my experience, I learned that like, once I kind of healed, got my healing together, I was like, I want to share these things with my sisters because we don't, we we know these things are out here, but we may, maybe we don't, I don't know, or, or we need to do it more. Let me provide another space to do that. So basically what it is, is a, is a basically creates a safe space for um, black women to come together um, and open, uh, create community and engage in the healing. I call it the engaging in the healing arts and the art of healing together. So yeah. healing circle where we might talk about a different topics. So one was about vulnerability, one was about strong black womanhood. Um, we do yoga, we meditate, we do sound sound bath, um, we kiki, uh, we have wine, we eat snacks, um, and yeah. we, we just connect. So it's, it's a beautiful experience. I, I, it's my near and dear to my heart. So. You know what? I hate COVID because whack, whack. Because <laughs> I would love for you to have another, like a not a virtual. Yeah. Obviously, we cannot. But yeah. thank you for your efforts of doing your virtual one yeah. for sure. I couldn't attend that one because I had a oh I had a session with my life coach. So oh, hey. the last one mm -hmm. will be will be here. Please get your life coach all the way together. I love I love every minute of it. I support it. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk offline about that. Uh, Sharon, hey Sharon, she said yes. Reach one, teach one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there it is. Seriously, we how would we know? Like, okay, I'll, let me go back to my my experience. Again, my whole healing journey started with trauma. It started with being in an abusive relationship. I was I suffered in silence for years. I didn't tell anybody because I was embarrassed. You know, I didn't want to talk about it. How would I have known, other than when I finally started to talk to people, that other folks had had a similar, maybe had had a similar experience, whether that was a childhood experience, whether it was sexual abuse, whether it was of intimate partner situation, like I would never have known. And that for me was the most healing thing was the being vulnerable and then connecting as a result of that. Like when you take the wall, when you have a wall up, people can't come in, you can't come out, put that thing down. Yeah. You come out and people can come in. And that's the only way we really heal in my opinion. So remember about the vulnerability, remember when our last Zoom call I think Nicole had to get off early, so it was just you, Tanya, and I. Nicole and always trying to get off early. Why she's so busy? Though? <laughs> uh oh, I know she's gonna log on and say something. <laughs> I'm just playing Nicole. <laughs> but when I had shared with you and Tanya, remember I started crying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know what? I felt so vulnerable, but I felt good after I got off the phone when I shared that with you all. It just, <sighs> yeah, that it is. <laughs> it is the experience of being seen and heard. Yeah, being held um, in community, and then also 
in real life, like telling story, telling your story and connecting with people does do something to your like brain chemistry also. So there's also like some actual physiological things that are happening when you are experiencing vulnerability and connection. So it all matters. And see? Like, and and got to be safe and make sure you're in a safe space. I'm not saying go to Stone Mountain and like tell the world your testimony unless you want to. That's also a thing. But, you know, if it's a safe space and you feel like you, you're ready, then I would recommend it. Absolutely. So my experience at your art and soul was, first of all, walking the facility where you had it was gorgeous. The um the gathering spot. Uh, no, that was at Center for Love and Light. That's right. We met at the gathering spot. The gathering spot yeah. Right. Yeah. But that facility where you had was so calming, even just walking in. So we had to take our shoes off. Yeah. So um, you, who you had helping you, they were extremely helpful. So once again, that's that sisterhood bond. Mm-hmm. And then while we were waiting, no, once it started, uh, that the therapist who was also a yoga instructor. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tequila. To Dr. Tequila Hill, yes. Dr. Tequila, she facilitated that yoga session, and that was extremely relaxing. So you all, while Dr. Tequila is doing her yoga, they're practicing her yoga with us, behind her was, there were two artists, and they were just creating and in their own zone. And it's, I loved it because everybody was in their own zone doing their thing, but it was still connected at the same time. And then after um, there was a sound bath from what I remember, she was awesome. That was my first time being entered. I've heard it walking around, you know, a little five point, but to actually be in a class with it, practicing it, that was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And the wine was good. Yeah. (laughs) But what really resonated with me was the healing circle because I I knew you, of course, Nicole, and um seeing Dr. Ayana. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ayana, if you're listening, I I really would like for you to be another guest on my show. <laughs> calling a Deza for me. Yes, right. I got you. <laughs> you know, I knew three people there, and there were how many women were there? About 40, 50? Yeah, that one was about 45 or so. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of women there. And so we all sat on these pillows in a circle. And a Deza came up with these topics. And there was another, you're not another friend that was um that's a therapist there. And everyone was just, it took one person, people were hesitant at first, but it took one person to be vulnerable and just the floodgates open. And all you saw was a bunch of openness and love from black women who didn't know each other, but we did. That's right. That's, oh, I like that. We didn't know each other, but we did. Now I'm Ileana Von Like, Dr. Oprah, Ian, ladies and gentlemen, good night. <laughs> work. We're done here, folks. We're done here. <laughs> I'm logging <Yeah>. off. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was um, very powerful. I even if I think black women literally could just come together and sit in a room, and things would shift like the earth would shift. I'm I'm truly convinced that we have a way of like holding space for each other without saying anything, which not everybody has that. But you know what? You think about it. We do that with each other. It could be somebody in line at Publix, the grocery store, and you know, you give that sister girl look and you can have a whole conversation with yes. that head bobbing. We are all connected. We are all connected. Yeah. We don't know each other, but we know each other. I love that. Isn't that dope? Yeah. I love Let me that. write that down. Good. Let me write. Send it to me. I'll make a t-shirt. Girl, I got you. <laughs> so 
tell me what else you have going on. We're going to wrap it up soon, but um, you know, what are your new em- endeavors? Talk about your practices when you are coaching. Yeah, sure. So my main, uh, you know, with COVID and everything, my art and soul events are on a pause. I've done a couple virtual iterations. I might do another one, but um, that's kind of on a pause right now. So right now I'm doing, oh, go ahead. If you all listeners, if you would love to experience the art and soul that is Adaza's baby, <laughs> comment below, send me a DM, send, go on her Instagram and tell her you would like for her to do one. You know, she may do it or not, but she I won't know. Here. <laughs> Excuse me? I was like, I see what I see how you did that. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm no. She's steady. <laughs> but yeah, well, slide up in her DMs, and you know, you never know. She may, she may do, she may create another event. But oh, Sharon said yes. So there's your first person. Holler at me, Sharon. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, tell tell us what 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 else you have going on before we wrap it up. Yeah, so may, right now my main focus is on um, coaching. So um, I'm doing individual coaching primarily right now. Um, and again, my, my coaching kind of framework is positive psychology based plus my medical expertise plus integrative mind-body practices. So like mindfulness, self-compassion, um, breath work, all of that stuff gets like nicely mixed, fused into this coaching experience. And my main goal and my main thing in my coaching is to get you grounded and clear on what's your, who and your why. So who are you? If someone were to ask you, who are you? Can you answer that without saying what your title is, what kind of car you drive, and that you're somebody's mom, sister, daughter, whatever. Can you answer that in a way that is authentic to your like true essence and being? So getting, yeah. very, getting people very clear on that through different um, exercises, assessment tools, all of that stuff. Getting people very clear on their purpose. So I believe we all have a like a purpose here on this earth. We are all, and we all feel it, but we don't necessarily move in it. So we may be, you know, working at the bank as a teller, but you know, like I am an artist. Like I am a painter and it's not to get you to quit your job. It's to get you to engage and listen, right? Pause, listen to that inner like fire, figure out what the purpose is and then move in line with those things as opposed to moving from external factors. So my coaching um, practice is called Align and Aspire. So basically aligning you with your body, aligning you with your who, aligning you with your why, and then aspiring towards a state of flow, flourishing, greatness, blindness, smooth sailing. Get off the hamster wheel, y'all. It ain't worth it. (laughs) And just move. You know, we want to be more like uh, Alicia Rashad and Angela Bassett. Think about them. Think about how they are very, and Michelle Obama. They're very clear. We want. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get there, <laughs> and I want you to come. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing now. So I'm doing individual coaching, but I am planning to launch a group coaching um, cohort. So um, probably about four to six women. That's going to start probably um, mid to late November. Um, so definitely, if you want some information about that, um, holla at me because um, it will be very limited because I want it to be an intimate experience. And we're going to work the things I just mentioned, we're going to work on that as a group so as to create community and also alignment. Can you repeat your IG again, please? Yes. Um, align and aspire. So everyone, get your phones out right now. Take a screenshot of her Instagram so you will not forget so you can get up in her DM. But you know what? I am very impressed when you said about coaching women to become clear. Mm -hmm. Because 
When someone knows that they are clear, the true essence of them, you no longer have to have any any external factors. You right. know from within internally who you are and not Sarah's daughter, yeah. not such and such as cousin. I was born here. No, I'm abundant. I'm yeah. loved. I'm yeah. loving. I'm yeah. patient. Yeah. I'm God fearing. God loves me. I, you know what I'm saying? You can keep going. The clearness is so amazing. It has nothing to do with geographical areas. And what's beautiful is that a coach like yourself, for me, I would be, I will respond well because you look like me. Yeah, exactly. There's something to that relationship. You know, I'll, I'll coach it. I can coach anybody. Yeah. But, you know, I think the, the depth of it, I, I think you can only get so far um, in certain situations, whereas I, I really think we just, again, we don't know each other, but we know each other, many people, many of us in our, in our um, situation, in our community. So I can understand. I'm coming from a place of it. This is all coming from my own experiences. I don't do anything. I don't create anything that is not based on work that I have done or that I am currently doing. Because it's not. Right. Um, so I can hold your hand. The whole purpose of the coach is really to just hold your hand through a process. Um, and I can truly do that because I get it because I've done it. See? And so people know when she's talking about coaching, it's about coaching from the here and now and to propel you forward. Right. You know, if you, nothing's wrong if you want to talk about what happened in the past, but that's when a, um, a counselor comes involved, a therapist, but contact the days or any other coach here now. We're propelling forward. Everything is a forward motion. Excel, go, move, all of that. Yeah. We're not trying to play small and going backwards anymore. Yes. No more playing small. If you feel stuck, if you are burned out, if you are stressed out, if you feel like an imposter, if you are exhausted, sick and tired of being sick and tired, holla at me or any other coach. I know, but you're so looking so cute tonight. I think they need to just contact you. <laughs> no, but definitely, I'm. What I'm really excited about is the group um, coaching launch. I think that's going to be really powerful. So, please, if you are interested, definitely pull up. If it's anything like your art and soul, you may have a waiting list, sis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have on multiple repeated basis so um and so it'll be a six week series so it'll it'll happen several times yeah okay well we're gonna end it now adeza you have any parting words with your cute self um i just want to tell you thank you for cre creating this space for having me here um I can't see the other folks, but I feel y'all. Um, and um, definitely everybody just please take care of yourselves. 2020 is wild AF. I don't know if we curse on this here podcast, but it's wild. And you sure do. The shit's crazy, okay? Yeah. Um, and you have to, you know, but it also is a time where we are all being forced to pause whether yes. you want to or not. So um, find, you know, take care of yourself how you need to and find, see what your body and your, see what your body is telling you in the midst of all of this and, and follow, follow that voice, follow those feelings and see where they take you. Um, and go overboard with self-care, self-compassion. Yeah. Um, OB, like this now is not the time to be skimping on how you are taking care of yourself. Get all the sleep, hydrate, drink all the waters, um, you know, cuddle and, and you know, friends, community, all that. Stuff. So, yeah, be well, everybody. Be well. I love it. So, um, 
those were beautiful parting words. May I add on a little bit, sprinkle a little on there? Please do. <laughs> hey, Salt Bay. <laughs> now I'm a chef. <laughs> Y'all, the lady has six jobs in an hour. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so my parting words to everyone, and I'm talking to myself as well. Like Adesa said, get off that hamster wheel. Follow that fire that you have from within. Because especially in this age of COVID, with all this uh, the racial injustice, socioeconomic disparities, you name it. Tomorrow is not promised. I mean, it's 9 o'clock. 10 o'clock p.m. is not promised. So God has given us all talents and gifts. So we need to slow down. That's when he talks to us. If you don't know, it's okay. We didn't know. But if you slow down, activate that vagus nerve, that parasympathetic, what is it? Parasympathetic. You got it, doc. Thank you. <laughs> activate it. So with that being said, this was a very lovely conversation. Now, I'm so glad you said yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, me too. Thank you so much. Hopefully you'll come back again. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. This is fantastic. I love it. Okay, all. You all have a good evening. And oh, oh, Tina said, hey, hey Tina. <laughs> Thank you. Cutie pie. She said, hey, girl. You have a good evening. Thank you so much. You all can be anywhere right now. Oh, wait a minute. Pam said, this was so refreshing. Thank you, ladies. You both totally rock. I'll see you on the on Instagram, Dr. Adeza. Yay. I can't wait. That's what community is about. That's what community is about right there. Yeah. Yes. Karen, you're welcome. Okay, you all, good night. Um, football is coming on too. So <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. I got to go. So I love you, Adesa. Stay on for a little bit because I got to fill you in on some things. Okay. Good night, everyone. Take care. God bless. Follow that fire. Yes. Be well. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. This for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate. Sun-kissed goddess, heavenly order Levitate, tribe of Ashanti Black girl magic, melanin popping Whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage You a gift and a treasure You got to love a black girl getting a shift together Black girls are getting a shift together These black girls getting a shift together Man, these black girls are getting a shift together These black girls getting a shift together, dog.